Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, this feels like a very important podcast episode today and I mean, we have lots of very interesting guests on the podcast and this feels like very serious for us. But it's definitely a conversation that we've been wanting to have and from the response that we had to the Q&A box that went up, it is a, a conversation that obviously lots of you guys are really interested in as well. So welcoming um, to the podcast today, we have got the Children and Families Minister, David Johnson. Welcome. Hi, Georgia. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you've got a really, really busy day. Before we start, we've had loads of questions, as you can imagine, around childcare and various things like that. But we'd love to just get a little insight into you know, what your job role is and like what you do. Right. Okay. So officially I am the Minister for Children, Families and Wellbeing. So what that basically means is that children uh, naught to five are my responsibility, but also all vulnerable children. So children who are in care, uh, children who have special educational needs and, and so on. Um, and then I'm also responsible for what we do with with parents in this department, as well as things like mental health for children as well. Wow. Okay. So, what's like what's like a typical kind of day for you? I mean, maybe there's not one. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, look, every day is different, but it will generally involve a combination of. Um, uh, meetings in the department with people to decide what do we fund, uh, should we increase the funding here, decrease the funding there, who should get it, things like that. You often have some media interviews to, to do, there'll be things to speak at, so there's all sorts of events that go on in this department and in Parliament, or maybe they'll take me on a visit somewhere to a nursery or to a care home, things like that. So it's, it's really, really varied. And then, of course, you have your job as an MP as well, because we're all MPs as well, so that then has a lot of stuff for your local area going on all around that as well. So really busy, but really enjoyable. Wow. I mean, it's, it's obviously been a, quite a big year this year, um, particularly mm. for a lot of our um, audience who mm. were, I guess, you know, there's the childcare and nurseries and all of that kind of stuff has been, you know, for, for us personally, like a huge, um, I guess, like, 
a really difficult a difficult time you know it's so expensive yeah. and yeah. we saw that you know the new sort of the new childcare that will be is it coming in 2024 is that right that's when the first bit starts yes yeah um so i don't i think maybe if we just get straight into the questions because there's obviously lots of questions around that so we might as well start and then we can carry on with all Great. the other topics Great. um so Someone's asked here, when is the two-year-old provision going to start for working families? By September 25, working parents will be able to get 30 hours a week um, each week from when their child is nine months until they're five years old. But because that's quite a big commitment, um, we've got to have more people who can provide that before we can get to that point. We're doing it in stages. And so that means in April, you'll be able to get the first 15 hours for two-year-olds. And then in September, you'll be able to get the first 15 um, hours for nine months old before the full lot comes in a year later. Um, and obviously, you can already get the three and four-year-old, which I hope a lot of your listeners uh, are already getting that three and four-year-old offer. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they are. Someone's also said here, childcare options are really tricky for working parents. What is being looked in to help? Look, I think your your listeners absolutely right because when I knock on doors in my own area, one of the biggest things people raise with me is trying to get childcare for their children. And so um, what we're trying to do is increase the amount that is available and also the options, because we know parents want different things, right? So some want their children in a nursery, some people want a childminder, um, some people want different options depending on what their job is, uh, maybe what they experience themselves. So we're trying to boost all of these at the same time and get more people generally working in the early years. So whatever it is that parents want, they'll be able to get the right option for their children. Right, okay. We, for there's going to be lots more children in nurseries and in you know childcare settings from September 25. How are we getting more staff in those nurseries and childminders and getting more people into the industry? Look, it's a really good question, George, and it's one of the things that I am spending a lot of my time on in this area because it's such a big commitment government's making it's a really good commitment we'll be spending double the amount by then that we spend at the moment on childcare. so we're going to go from about four billion a year to about eight billion a year it's a massive increase in the amount of money going on here but you need the people who can deliver the childcare for parents so what we're doing is we are um we're firstly increasing the amounts that are paid to people. So we've increased those this year and we'll, we'll increase them again next year. We're going to start a big campaign in a new year to try and encourage more people into this area. So we need more people overall. We're also quite keen to get more men in, I should say, because yep. overwhelmingly it's, it tends to be women working in this field and, and we, want some, we want some more men in there too. Um, but the other thing we're doing, um, which is a bit more technical, but um, for people who work in this area is quite important. We're changing some of the rules and regulations around what you have to do to try and make it easier for people who deliver childcare to do their jobs. So taking away some bureaucracy, allowing them to recruit different kinds of people and count them in their, in their official staff. And we're hopeful that that's going to help get more people into it too. Right, okay. How safe is that, I guess, from like a safeguarding perspective? We won't do anything that compromises safety. So that's our, you know, our biggest thing is to make sure that, that children are safe. So some of the things that we've done, to give you a good example, um, uh, at the moment, 
to be what they call a level three practitioner working in the early years, you have to have a GCSE level maths qualification. And we've worked out that there are actually thousands of people who could be working in, in uh, childcare and early years um, who don't have a level three, who don't have a GCSE level maths qualification. They've got English. They've got lots of experience for looking after um, for looking after children, but just because they don't have that maths, um, it's stopping them being in in the profession. And because the maths actually, you know, for for naught to fives, the maths you need is much more about numbers and counting than it is the kind of thing you're taught at GCSE. We've said, look, we don't think people should have to have this GCSE level maths to go in. Um, we think the manager should, so we're going to make sure managers do. But we're going to remove that requirement for maths. That won't have any impact on safety, but it will mean that more people can hopefully come in with their experience. Why is why was that in place in the first place? Because I guess just from like a mother, like a mother's yeah. point of view, for me, when I looked at nurseries, it was more about the kindness exactly. than anything else. Like, so what other things did people have to have to get into childcare? And like, what's the thinking behind it? Exactly. And that's what you and I wasn't here when these sorts of things came in. And I imagine what happens is because, as you know, so much of education is have you got your English and maths? Have you got your English and maths? And those things are important, by the way. You know, we know that they help people in their adult lives. But it's one of those things where when you really think about it uh, and the age range you're talking about. And as you say, parents are looking for kindness. They're looking for safety. They're looking for um people who are going to help their children learn to play with others and help them learn to read and things like that, you know, help the stuff they're doing at home. Um, and so knowing GCSE level maths for for that particular thing is not one of the things that's required. The, you know, we're doing some other things too. For example, we've got some really good apprentices now. So we're allowing them to count in, in the ratio, the staff ratio, because everything, as you know, is about how many staff you have per, per children. And I've been on a bunch of visits since I've done this job. And, and some of the apprentices are just amazing in their commitment and, and how good they are with children. So it doesn't make sense to not let them count as, as part of the staff that are looking after your children. So that's, that's some of the other changes that we're making as well. Okay. So someone's actually asked about ratios. Okay. What What's the difference going to be in the child to staff to child ratios? So what we've done, we've just changed it by a child. So you, you, we're going from one to four to one to five, which is in line with what a lot of other children um, countries do. So that what this means is one person per four children, one person per five children, and one to five is in line with what a lot of other countries, including Scotland, already do. Um, and we're not going to make people do it, by the way. So so we're basically just saying, if you want to do this and you feel you've got the experienced staff and so on to be able to do it, we're going to let you do it. We're not going to say you have to keep to four because in other countries it's five, as I say, including in Scotland. But we think that some providers will um, take on just a few, few more extra children, which should help parents too. Okay. There's actually a question here about childcare in, in the UK compared to other countries and like the fees why is it so expensive in the UK yeah look it's 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 that this is this is part of why we're doing what we're doing right because it's it's um there have been all sorts of um costs on families in recent years which have which have really gone up 
So the you know one big one was energy prices, right? And and we know why that happened, and that was why government paid half of people's energy bills because that was a real that was a real pressure on on family finances. And we know that now one of the big pressures on their family finances, and it's been growing for a while, is childcare. And that's why we're putting in all this money to try and ease that. I should say that some of the stuff you read about how it's so much more expensive here, it's quite hard to get an exact comparison between different countries because they do different hours at different ages at different times. So it's quite hard to um, know for certain that ours is so much more expensive than others, but it definitely is a big uh, cost on families. And that's why we're putting in so much money. And by the time you can get your 30 hours uh, every, every week from when your child's nine months upwards, that's going to save families about an average of six and a half thousand pounds. So it'll be a really big saving for them. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, even just looking back, when my first went to nursery, I was paying over two thousand pounds a month wow. for him to go to nursery. Um, and we're, you know, have we earn above average salaries, yeah. and I cannot imagine how many people have had to especially it's usually women isn't it you know statistics have had to give up work because they couldn't they couldn't pay that they couldn't afford to pay that Mm. um and it's yeah I I think there's a lot like a lot of people who feel like just you know very upset that they've had that they've they've had to kind of give up their careers I guess yeah yeah you're totally right and look there's there's a bunch of reasons why what we're doing is a good thing. Um, first and foremost, it's about children. But secondly, it is about helping parents to be able to go back to work. So it's it's mostly mums who are affected, either having to come out of a job entirely or having to reduce the amount that they work. And we know this has a big impact on how much they earn across the time of their life having children. Mm. So, so a big part of why we're doing this is to enable parents, uh, and it is especially mums, to be able to maybe work more hours than they do at the moment, maybe choose from a wider range of jobs than they feel they can choose from at the moment, or just to go back to work where at the moment they've, they've felt they need to be at home instead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, someone's actually asked here about private nursery fees and can they be capped? So this person's daughter is now three, so has the 30 hours, but mm-hmm. they charge £20 a day for extras, which is just food. Um, and she's put, we have to provide wipes, like everything else. Um, she's actually said, we've paid over 2K a month since she was nine months old. So oh. what, because I, I see this like with the whole, you know, the extras thing, and I understand yeah. why it has to happen, but £20 a day just for food, it does seem a lot. It does seem high. I mean, look, what we say to people is you're not allowed just to charge a sort of top up, top up fee where you don't explain what it is that that's, that's for. If you're charging for anything uh, on top, you need to be very clear with parents what exactly is it that they're, that they're paying for. So I obviously don't know uh, your listeners' particular provider and what they're doing, but what you know, they shouldn't be charging a kind of generic top-up fee on top of what um, 
on top of what we're giving. But if they are charging anything, they should be very clear how much it is and what it's for. And what it's going to. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that is something definitely to, to, to look out for. We'll be right back after this short break. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Sort of going away from nursery, I guess, and into sort of after-school care. Not many of us have jobs that finish at three o'clock or before three o'clock if you actually need to go pick your kids up from school. (laughs) Are there any plans for free after-school care or, like, are schools going to be, I guess, you know, will they have to offer breakfast and after-school clubs? Okay, so a really good question. So um, one of the things we announced last week is that we're going to give more money to local areas to help them um, set up what they call wraparound care, which basically means somewhere that your child can be from 8 a.m. in the morning till 6 p.m. Because if you work if you work on 9 to 5, generally speaking, the hours you need uh, are, are 8 to 6. Now, that does happen already in some places. Um, so this is very much um, startup money for local areas so that where it doesn't happen, um, local areas can get it going so that by 2026, hopefully wherever you are, there's somewhere for your child to be from 8 in the morning until 6 p.m. around the school day. And this will be for children throughout their primary age years because we know that, um, you know, we've got this big commitment to help with childcare until you, your child starts school. But we know that when they do start school, that doesn't mean that the, um, the need for them to be looked after uh, just goes away by the time they start school. Because as you say, school will often stop at three. Now that will be, um, parents will need to pay for that uh, and they'll need to pay in different parts. So this money will help local areas to set it up. But then when you need that service, you'll be able to. But some of the other things we're doing are, um, we are funding breakfast clubs in a load of schools. So we've got Um, It's 2,700 schools at the minute where we fund a breakfast club so that that parents can drop off their children and and have that, usually from about 7.30 in the morning. We also fund um, something called the Holidays and uh, Food... uh, Holidays uh, as an activity and food programme. And that's all about the holidays because um, we know that in the summer holidays and other holidays, it's often, uh, that's often a challenge for parents too, who've got to stay at work, but their children are off. And so that funds activities for them then as well. Okay. Yeah, because I think it's kind of potluck um, with a lot of places. Like my children's, their school, 
offers an amazing wraparound service. You can book it, um, I think it's up until midnight the day before. Fully flexible, breakfast or after school club. I think it's £5 for breakfast club and up to £7 for for the after school club, Mm -hmm. depending on what time you pick them up. But that's just happens to be the school they go to. But you know, I've got a friend who lives a mile down the road and the after school and breakfast club waiting list is completely full up and there is no, you know, there is no option. So I mm. guess how how is that going to be managed? Because so many more, you know, lots more people are going to be going back to work. Yep. The demand is going to be so high. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And so what we did with the money last week um, was we put the most money where we know there's the biggest gap in uh, providing that sort of service. Because as you say, in some places it's already happening. So what we did was we we worked out, okay, as best we could, um, where is it not happening? And where do we think there's going to be a lot of demand for it to happen? Mm-hmm. And that was how we then allocated money. So every area got some of that money. Um, but some got more than others if they didn't have as much wraparound care as, as some other places. Right, okay. Um, just before we finish up, I think it would be really useful to just go through the new childcare offering that's coming out. So just there's been like some other questions like, is it means tested? Will everyone be eligible? Can you explain the rollout? So would it be, could you just kind of go through the eligibility for each I guess, each section. Yeah, for sure. The first thing I should say, uh, uh, rather than your listeners all trying to scribble this down as, <laughs> I, uh, as I say it, is on a website called childcarechoices.gov.uk. Uh, any of your listeners can go in and enter some basic information about themselves and that will tell them exactly what they're entitled to and when. So I will go through it now, but the best thing for them to do is to go to that website because there's a bunch of stuff at the minute that people can get, some of which not enough people claim. Uh, So we have something called tax-free childcare, for example, which not enough people claim at the moment. And, you know, it might be some of your listeners are entitled to that and don't realise it. Will that still be available? Yeah. Yes. After. Uh, And we have... um, we have another scheme for universal people on universal credit, uh, which helps them with the startup costs they have to pay for for um, for childcare too. Um, but the kind of big offer, because you can already, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners will know, you can already get 30 hours free a week for your three and four year olds. And what we've done is take this right the way down, so that by the time um, September 25 rolls around. You will, from nine months old to, to when your child starts school, be able to get 30 hours a week each year. Now, we're staging that. So in April, parents will be able to get 15 hours a week for their two-year-olds. Uh, in September, they'll be able to get 15 hours a week for their nine months upwards. And then a year later, they'll be able to get the full 30 hours a week um, from nine months until when their children start school. But as I say, there's a bunch of other things that they might find they're entitled to if they go to our childcarechoices.gov.uk website. And the other thing they can do is sign up 
um, so that they can um, get alerts for when exactly they need to do certain things in order to get these free hours. So I'd recommend that. Great. I didn't know you could do that. Um, so what's what's the criteria to get the 30 hours? Because I think a lot of people get really confused with this. So it'll be for, it's quite a generous uh, criteria where parents will be able to earn up to £100,000 and still be able to to claim this. That should mean that the vast, vast majority of parents, including most of your uh, listeners, I hope, will be able to to claim that. It will be relatively straightforward for people. We've tried to keep it really simple. So our main criteria is that um, you're working and you're, you're, you you know, you individually don't have an income that's higher than £100,000, even if there are two of you uh, working on, on, you know, uh, salaries that are getting close to that. So I think if people go on this website, um, it will tell them what they're eligible for, the Childcare Choices website, will tell them what they're eligible for. But they also need to do quite basic things, but they need to do certain things in the run-up to it. And if they sign up, uh, to those alerts that they'll know exactly what they need to do and when. Is there a reason why it's in like an individual on a, earning a hundred k? Because I guess you could have one person in the house earning a hundred and one thousand and one earning like twenty, and they'd be on a household income of one hundred twenty or one hundred twenty one, whatever. But you could have two people on ninety nine. Look, it's a good question, and it's actually a question that gets posed in almost everything we do in in tax in the in the country so um you know we we tax people as individuals uh rather than as households and it's just in keeping with what we do in each area so there's no we're not doing anything particularly different i suppose is 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 the situation with this one but i guess with childcare it's is different because people are taxed individually, yes, but then when it comes to childcare, quite often it is two people paying for the mm. childcare, and it feels mm. like, I don't know, I guess you're penalised um, for earning over 100,000. I think 100,000 is a very, very good uh, salary. Yeah, above, no, it above. is, definitely. Yeah. But in London, when the cost of living is so high, or in various cities, if you've got one person on a hundred thousand and then the other person is only on twenty, seems mm. really unfair. But. I, I look. I think we we always look at these things, but in general, um, the way that we do, you know, most benefits and uh, most taxes is to um, is to do it in that way. Um, and so, you know, what we've done here is in keeping with it. Now, you're absolutely right that there there will be, you know, as with all those things, there could be an anomaly where people say, "Oh, but this household's got this, and this and this house got that." But we hope that with a hundred thousand household income, as you say, two parents might be earning, you know, up to or close to that. Uh, that's going to cover the vast majority of people. Of people, okay. Is there anything available if someone in the house earns over 100k? Yes, so we have our universal 15 free hours, which all three and four-year-olds, whatever the household income uh, they have is. Um, so that is available for people. Um, most of the other things we do, including tax-free childcare, 
um, has that 100,000 uh, income limit that we've been talking about. Right. Okay. Thank you. I think there's probably, we could go on and on and on, and there's been lots and lots of questions, but I guess that's cleared things up for a lot of, a lot of listeners. Um, but thank you for your time. And we will direct everyone to the website because that is a really useful tool and actually something I used to find out what, you know, what we could, what we could use in our house. So. Good. And did you find it easy to use? We've had some good feedback about it. But yeah, I actually did. I did find it easy to use. Um, and what I didn't realise was the, um, there's a the tax-free um thing tax-free i know childcare, yeah. yeah the ta- tax-free childcare. i know a lot of um my parents parents at my ch- children's school they use it for after school club and oh, there's okay. other clubs that they could use it for and i didn't realize that and um i think that's something that not a lot of people know so worth checking out yeah definitely okay well thank you so much no thanks very much Georgia. Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.